0: Morning everyone, welcome to this Monday and we continue our Bible in a year and in uh, amidst the other scriptures that we're reading this morning, we're going to be reading Psalm, chapter f- psalm 52 and I'd like to read um, just the whole psalm if I can and we can take it from there. It says, why do you boast of evil, you mighty hero? Why do you boast all day long, you who are disgraced in the eyes of God? You who practice deceit, your tongue plots destruction. It is like a sharpened razor. You love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. You love every harmful word, you deceitful tongue. Surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin. He will snatch you up and pluck you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and fear. They will laugh at you saying, here is now the man who did not make God his stronghold, but he trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. But I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. For what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people. And I will hope in your name, for your name is good. And this reminds me of a conversation, actually, when I was reading this this morning. It reminds me of a conversation I was having with a friend last week. And he was talking about how um, in the past he's kind of felt like he has to stand up for himself. He really has to go and fight and sort things out. and And, and I mean, he's... He's incredibly, uh, he's quite prophetically sharp. And so justice is very high on his agenda. And and um, he sees the world not with any shades of grey; He sees it in very stark contrast. And he was talking about in the past how he would have done things. It was something he's dealing with at the moment. And there was a way he would have dealt with things in the past. But he's dealing with the things differently now. And a lot like this. So in the past, if he sees someone who tries to do him like Doug the Edomite, we read that at the beginning that David wrote this when Doug the Edomite um, had spoken about David behind his back to try and get Saul to, to kill David. Um, David, it's very interesting the way this thing lays out. David doesn't go looking for revenge himself. So this psalm's broken in three parts, and it's really challenging. Like if you if you're going to be honest with yourself, if I'm going to be honest with myself. This is one of these psalms you don't really want to read. Because David, like, I agree with him on a surface level. But when you look a little bit below the surface, I'm like, flip. This is actually quite tricky, what he's saying. Because he starts off and he, he has his rant, at the guy. You know, you're such a chop, you deceitful, you all these things. But then the second part from verse 5 through to verse 7, it's very interesting how he outlines this. He says, surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin. He will snatch you up and pluck you from your tent. He will uproot you. The righteous will see and fear. They will laugh, saying, Here is the man who did not make God his stronghold, but trusted in his own great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. And So David's sitting here. And <clears throat> despite the fact that he could take vengeance on this guy, David's a super-skilled warrior. This guy, Doug the Edomite, doesn't sound like the most um, friss or dangerous warrior in the whole world. David says, you know what? Vengeance is in the hands of God. And that's, that's really difficult sometimes, friends. When someone does a sin, when someone tries to hurt us, um, that we are able to go to God and say, Lord, you deal with this thing. Um, and at the bottom part, David kind of paints this picture of why he doesn't get involved himself, why he doesn't take vengeance into his own hands. And look what he says here. And our friends, I don't think it's possible to say, Lord, this is in your hands. I'm not going to take vengeance myself. I don't think that that's possible without verse 8 and verse 9. Because David outlines his position, and he doesn't want to leave that position. And, And if he has to take vengeance against this guy himself, he will have to leave this position. He says this, I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. For what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people. And I will hope in your name, for your name is good. And so David's painting this picture. is like an olive tree that flourishes or is planted in the house of God. And he's painting this picture like, if I have to go now take vengeance myself, I'd have to uproot myself as a tree and then like be like some weird... Um, ent tree beard thing from like Lord of the Rings and go out there and go fight for myself. But the problem is when I'm out there, I'm no longer trusting in God's unfailing love. Now I'm trusting in my own hand. That's the very re- the very thing he says to Doug the Edomite in verse 7. He says, here is the man who did not make God his, his stronghold, but he trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. David's saying his strength doesn't come from destroying others. David says that his own strength hasn't come by from his own great wealth, that no matter what position David finds himself in, whether he's the king, whether he's the little shepherd boy, his strength comes from being rooted and, and flourishing in the house of God. That's where he is planted, and he always will praise God in the presence of his people and hope in God's name, for his name is good. And friends, I This is one of the. I mean, these things are so so difficult. It's the turn the other cheek thing. It's the, um, but not from a place of weakness, but from a place of strength of being able to say, Lord, you know what this is in your hands. I trust that you will do what only you can do. You will sort this out, Lord God. You will make a way. I've had a few situations in my life where I haven't been able to work out a way through things, and it's been really hectic. And just sat there, and I'm like, Lord, I am a tree, planted flourishing in the house of God. And you know what? Nothing is worth me walking away from this flourishingness. Nothing nothing is worth me uprooting and trying to do this in my own strength. I want to stay sustained by you. I want to stay with the peace. Because the thing is, as soon as I start entertaining my own anger towards this person, or own frustration, or own whatever, I do it in my mind, right? And I lose my peace, and I lose my joy, and I lose my I become easily offended. I become easily hurt. I'm no longer a flourishing tree because I'm like, I'm fighting all my battles myself. I am the one who's going to go out there and get even with this person and get even with that person and defame or gossip about this person or spurt about them on social media and whatever. Um, I've had to catch myself a few times when our electricity hasn't been turned back on when I think it should be of... um, making a few comments about Eskom on social media and then just trying to catch myself, you know? But I am an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. Can I encourage us to be olive trees that flourish in the house of God? Allow Him to be our source. Allow Him to be our protector. Allow Him to be the one who takes vengeance on our behalf. So that's quite challenging. Can't wait to see you guys next week Monday, which will be 2023, which will be so exciting. It's ne- It'll be next year. See you guys then.